When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It is now time for the Social Club where you can send in your questions. And this time, Patrick, it's not just via Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. You can send your questions in via our Real Adventures app. It's so easy to do. Head to iTunes or if you're on an Android, anywhere you download your apps, download the Real Adventures app and send your question in. Patrick, the first one is coming from you. Well, it's not coming from me, Redman. It's coming from Ben. How do you predict the snapper fishery this season to come, boys? So how am I preparing for what's to come with this snapper season. You said the water's a bit cold at the moment. When are we going to start to see that change? I had a good chat to fisheries during the week and they reckon this year is going to... uh, Sorry, yeah, this year, this season to come, is going to be nearly as good as 2008. And I don't know if you were around uh, back in 2008, which you weren't, but did you get any snapper fishing done over that, like coming back to see your parents, Patrick? No, not really. When I was in Adelaide in 2008, it was one of the great, probably the premier snapper fishery right around Australia. So there wasn't too much when I got back to Victoria because didn't need to. Head across to Stansbury, it was phenomenal. Head over St. Vincent, it was just unbelievable in SA. So hopefully the snapper closure uh, improves it there. But certainly you can keep abreast of it like you have in Victoria, Redmond. Well, the 2008 snapper fishery in 2009 was the best we've probably ever seen. If you couldn't catch a snapper, it means you pretty much weren't putting a hook on your rod. So they reckon the next five years, so starting from this year and the next five years, are going to be nearly the same as 2008. So that comes back down to the guys at Fisheries Victoria, the research team, heading out and basically targeting with their nets and certain parts of weed beds where they believe that uh, the basically the snapper, the baby snapper, I guess you could call them, the real small snapper, uh, juvenile, tiny, like literally fingernail size, Patrick, fingerlings, like literally small as you can. You can barely see them with your eye. And they go down and target them and they basically start counting numbers and the numbers come from there which then I think it takes eight years for a snapper to be uh, basically of a snapper size so not a pinky pat so you're talking 40 plus centimeters I guess you could say so around that two and a half to five kilo we'll talk we'll call it that so you when they start to become a snapper I like to say anything over 40 and the reason I say that is because in Victoria we're allowed to three fish over 40 centimeters and that's classified as snapper so they reckon it's going to be as good as you can get it coming this season and the year after should be even better than that one and then the year after should be even better than that one and so on for five years. So, Ben, stay tuned. Get your rods ready. Start making some rigs because this year I'm excited and hopefully, Patrick, fingers crossed that this virus sorts itself out sooner than later because I think anglers are going to be super keen to head out on the bay and catch some snapper. What do you reckon? (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I think everyone will have had enough of uh, everyone else's company after the next couple of months. So he's hoping 
uh, will get off on the right foot with this coming snapper season. Speaking of uh, company, you've obviously spent a bit of time with the boys in the hub life. You wanted to kill anyone yet? <laughs> uh, Luke Dalhouse is a very <laughs> up and about sort of character, and and he's he's certainly on the on the cast. So when he dives in the water, I, I probably won't let him up to, to breathe. Um, <laughs> but our, our guys have been pretty pretty impressive, I must admit. I mean, fourteen days in lockdown. I think we're up to we're up to thirteen. We're out tomorrow. It's actually gone by pretty quickly. The setup that the AFL have done has has been pretty wonderful. The only thing I'd like is if, as you said earlier, Redmond have been doing a little bit of uh, fly fishing. If they had some sort of fish that was, you know, could tolerate chlorine and brine cooked doing laps every morning, that would have been good to have had. I want to see you land the big tomahawk. Good luck. Uh, I might need like an 8 or a 12 weight, I reckon, if I'm going to fight the big (laughs) hawk. Cameron, this question's going from Cameron. Pat, I heard you mention on last week's show a big Garmin screen for your new boat. Why so big and why not two screens for easier use? Yeah, it's an interesting one. And and, and you and I have actually had had this debate quite often and once upon a time, you and I were both in the same thinking around dual screens. It just makes sense. You can split them up and one can, um, you know, you have set up as your plotter, the other can be your, your sonar, et cetera. Um, one of the things that, that Rob's done at North Bank is they've reshaped the way that they've configured their, their dashes to suit bigger electronics because clearly that's been one of the, the biggest changes uh, in boating over the last decade. We've seen, like we have in, in household TVs, the screens just get bigger and bigger and bigger. So one of the, um, the limiting factors with fishermen quite clearly um, is the, the dash space. So most boating manufacturers now, unless you can accommodate at least a, a 12 to 15-inch screen, you're really being left behind. So anyone that buys an older boat, if you want to uh, flush mount it, you've really got to have that fiberglass detail uh, redone in your console. So North Bank have changed theirs and it accommodates up to a 22-inch single screen now. So, so basically they changed, like it. It for, they changed it for you? <laughs> no, they changed <laughs> it because what they've found over the last few years that they're, one of their most popular models is actually the 750. And I think that's a combination of people fishing further and further now in terms of offshore. offshore. Yep. And it's also far cheaper than owning a 30-foot Bertram or Blackwatch or whatever it might be, and you have the ability to fish right around the country. So they're equipping, I think fishermen are equipping their trailer boats in order to fish just about anywhere because most roads around Australia where you're going to fish have pretty decent entry, so you can basically drive along the bitumen almost up to Cape York now, and you can fish out of pretty remote places. So I suppose this is a long-winded story around the why for most fishermen and purely for me, I, I just like how clean it is compared to having uh, setups that, that are bolted on the top of the dash. So yeah. the Garmin unit I'm looking at at the moment is that 22-inch unit, which is just about as big as they get. Normally, you see those on on you know big 50-foot Rivieras, but single screen, which will actually have all the, the digital instruments for the twin 200 Mercs on the back. So everything will be in that one unit. So... Um, it's a really clean dash setup, and it's almost reminiscent of a of a big Riviera, all in a uh, a small package Redmond. So that's sort of where it's at, and I suppose it's something that, you, that you've done of recent times as well. It's been less of the the dual screens in in your 
last day, it was just that one big setup. Yeah, I, I didn't have a twenty-two inch. I had a sixteen inch, and that was that was big enough. Still, for me, I don't know. I'm I nearly I nearly would want two screens. I reckon I'm falling towards Pat. I, honestly, I I just think it's. I don't know. Like I'm, I know you're saying your big twenty-two, which is probably going to make a difference to the sixteen, uh, as in you, with splitting your screens and so on. But for me, it was definitely if I had the choice on the other boat, I probably would have popped in another another Garmin unit on top of the dash there. But it doesn't, like you said before, it doesn't look great, does it? Having bolted things on your boat on your dash, which I use my dash a lot, so I use my dash to be as productive as possible. So whether it's my rigging kits, if I'm out chasing tuna or marlin. I have everything like a station ready to go. So you are right. It keeps things out of the way. It doesn't look, it looks much better, but uh, only having the one screen, but I don't know. I'm nearly going towards two screens for me. I'm going to, I'm not sure. But one thing that I reckon you did say, which was your key word regarding your big boats, how easy is it now these days with trailers being in such good condition and the way they build them and also the technology in cars, how easy it now is seriously to tow a big boat around? Like, for example, you and I were up in Cairns uh, end of last year, feels like a lifetime ago now, and we, we travelled up the whole top of Australia basically um, from Mission Beach right down to Lucinda and so on. And we did a lot of towing down to Townsville even and I kept up with you guys towing. I know you were towing a caravan, but it was quite comfortable towing a big boat to what you tow a caravan. I don't see any different. Do you, Pat? No, I agree with that. And it, it had always been one of the biggest stresses for me, you know, towing a really heavy boat, especially in traffic. But once you get out on the open road, you know, in a city, you take it slow. Once you get out on the open road, we were very, very comfortable sitting on 100 k's an hour. We've heard a court 3.3, 3.4 ton 750 on the back, and it was it was easy to tow mm. and it was enjoyable. And, you know, we're not rushing to get anywhere. We're not passing people at 130 at any stage, but that's the point of holiday. You, you don't you don't want to be rushing everywhere. So, yeah, I agree with that. You can go further, and the setups have certainly changed. Um, speaking of setups, Redmond, and this is this isn't a question, but just to finish off our social club, and you can send in your questions uh, via our social media channels, whether it be Facebook or Instagram, or our new. Real Adventures app that you can download at the App Store. During the week, the Daily Mail posted, and I, I despise the Daily Mail. I'll make that very clear. There's a lot of clickbait <laughs> there, but they got they got me on this. Australian uh, Australian woman was spotting uh, spotted fishing with an electric heater, a shisha shisha pipe, as in like something you smoke, a tea <laughs> cup of tea, and a rod while sitting in a camping chair, and she was wearing her uh, her Adidas tracksuit. With Uggoots. It was the most incredible setup I've just about ever seen. And it made me sort of think, you know, what's the, what's the ultimate setup for you when it comes to sitting out on the pier, whether it be Queen's Cliff or like, that you just can't live without because this lady looked like she was enjoying a shisha pipe? I can't even compete with that. <laughs> I've got literally nothing to compete with there. It was, uh, all I can say is my stubby next to me and maybe like a heater, a gas heater. <laughs> I can't compete with that. That's uh, where was she? There's some there's some strange units out there, isn't there? That's, that's a, probably as far as we need to go with it. But nevertheless, we do need to get onto our dream boating destination. Well, it is time for our dream boating destination, Patrick. And we are heading to your new residence, Patrick. We're heading to WA where you live at the moment. Uh, we're going to yes, go... Yes, I'm a fan griper. <laughs> we're going to go to the the home of the late night greyhounds. We're going to Man... How do you pronounce it? Is it Mandra or Mandura? 
Mandra. You're going Mandra. Being a Sangrofa now, it is just Mandra. It's, it's just a, your standard sort of town. 72 kilometres from, per- from Perth, Patrick, and this place is home to beach fishing. Seriously, it is fantastic beach fishing. Some of the fish you're going to catch here, well, you, you want to get your bait first. Your herring, if you can get some herring first, you're going to be in for a, a shot to catch a, a, a big mulloway. You know what Western Australia is like, Patrick. The mulloway fishing over there is sensational along the beach. You're obviously going to catch plenty of salmon going into autumn. You've also got your tailor. You're going to get some nice sand whiting too, skippies. So there's it is a place you definitely want to head to if you are into your beach fishing. Expect Especially to land yourself a uh, a big mulloway along the beaches. Are you going to try and sneak out down there for your two? Do you have two days? I think you got two days of your ladder out, don't you? Got a couple of days. I think I'm going to try and get out on the boat. But as you said, in terms of a location to go and fish, especially off the beach, it's one of the best. And, and you mentioned Australian salmon, and I know it's a simple fish, but through that autumn period, they're they're in plague proportions. It's these huge, gigantic schools right along that Western Australian coast. Uh, and when you see them off those those beaches, they're quite special. So Mandra, our dream boating destination uh, for this morning. If you'd like more info on Mandra, you can look them up, mandra.com.au. There you go, Patrick. Nicely done. That was our dream boating destination, and we will see you straight after the break. You're listening to Real Adventures. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.